You're listening to And you're listening to the Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. Welcome to episode 186 of the Collabcast. This is an ongoing thing where I can't remember what number we're at because there have been so many. But Just it is it Friday, October the 19th, 2018. My name is Marvin Yu, and I am here um, by myself hosting, but I have three amazing, amazing people with me keeping me company. Yes. Is, it, is that us? I was going to knock on the door and be like... <laughs> yes. Oh, hey. Oh, hey, Marvin. How's it going? <laughs> hey. Welcome to our crib. Oh, hey. Yeah. What a coincidence you would knock on the door, right? During the yeah, own crib. Yes. Oh, there what are, are you doing in here? Story. Yeah, what are you doing here? Are you, uh... It's field recording. Those voices are my guests for this episode of the Collabcast. Um, returning to the podcast is the dynamic duo of Priscilla Liang, a.k.a. Priska. What's up? And Alpha. <laughs> woo woo. And joining us is the, I guess, the lost third of their trio. Yep. It's Chua. The prodigal. She's the other corner of the triangle. (laughs) Back in town, all the way from Singapore. We are so happy. And it's it's awesome because all three of you are also collaboration alum. That's right. That's right. All three of us. (laughs) Alpha, of course, played at our acoustic and our LA shows uh, back when we were at the Ford. And Prisca, you also played at the Ford, right? Did I played at the Ford before they uh, got all fancy? <laughs> yeah, the Ford Theater guys, it's super fancy. The now. original Ford. Yeah, we need to get yeah. back to there one day. And Inch played at our Nokia show. That's uh, right. The I biggest got in one. when it was fancy. It was <laughs> the fanciest. Oh my goodness! Welcome. We are coming at you in the presidential suite of the Indigo Hotel. Shout out in to Los Kevin Angeles. Harry for making this happen. Um, Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin gave us uh, the presidential suite at the uh, Hotel Indigo because of our show tonight. So. Yeah, we are here uh, on Wednesday nights, which is Prisca night at the Hotel Indigo. <laughs> <laughs> She's been programming a series of weekly shows here um, at true. the rooftop bar. Well, not rooftop bar, but the upstairs. The upstairs, the upstairs top floor. floor. It yeah. feels like a rooftop bar. It is <laughs> kind of like a rooftop. It's the rooftop bar without the wind and the rain, which, <laughs> you know, LA, just, just, we got rained out last week. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, so we're here to, well, mostly I'm interested in chatting with Inch about what she's yes. been up to. Um, yes. And we'll then I guess be... Alpha and Prisca are just my co-hosts. So yeah. We'll, we'll, we're just oh, going to fill all in because... interviewing me? Yeah, you got to know, <laughs> oh like, God. Inch is going to be very modest. So what Alpha and I are here for is to give you context and bring it to scale. Because she'll be like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I, like, wrote for this, like, Fake small publication. News. And it'll be, like, the front of the, like, Singaporean <laughs> Times. Yes. Like, the front page. And it's like, Inch, this is not a small publication. Like, yeah. yeah. I already have one in mind that I'm going to out her on. I know. Oh I, <laughs> y- you know why she has to leave L.A. early? 
It's because of the you mom. guys. <laughs> She's sick of us. So Inch was like supposed to have this leisurely long trip to LA and she has to leave like a week early. And I was like, well, what happened? She's like, well, it's not a big deal. I'm like, what happened? I'm getting an award from the president of Singapore. <laughs> She's like, like it's basically like the top award. As a civilian. Right. So Prisca and Alpha will be my co-hosts taking over for Minji as we interview Inch. Sorry, Excellent. Excellent. That'll be the show. No, no, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, the, yeah, I'm so proud to be a co-host. Um, this is a huge honor. Also, uh, we'll take a break to tell you that this episode's brought to you by Gogurt. No, <laughs> we are in no way sponsored by I Gogurt. Wish. Are you sponsored by Gogurt? I wish. Krista? I don't think they make Gogurt anymore. I don't anymore. know what Gogurt is. Gogurt is. We don't have to it's know. YouTube it's YouTube. Okay. It's yogurt that comes in a tube. Oh, that's yeah. it's not environmental. It's, it's America. It's American. Yeah, America. <laughs> like, America. Straight to mouth. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, well, we'll talk with inch about all her great stuff uh, in a sec but first we always like to start our show with a pop culture show and tell roundtable where we talk about the tv shows books or okay. whatever you're in you've been into i got one but it's 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 kind of sad what um, is it? Me too. yeah i know what is that is that how we're built like <laughs> our mind so. immediately this is why we write songs <laughs> what are you into, well okay i'm a huge top chef fan like i have seen oh i know what you're gonna talk yes about. you yeah. know exactly what i'm gonna talk about i've seen every episode front to back um yeah i watched them backwards for hidden messages <laughs> there aren't any um but yeah there uh, there's one chef from from last season who I think was the fan favorite mm-hmm. and right before the show aired like literally the week or two before she found out that she had a, an, a rare type of cancer mm-hmm. um, um, yeah and it was like ravaging her like femur bone and I think a shoulder um, don't don't quote me on all this but it was it was bad but you know they said she had a course of treatment um, she was doing chemo and it was all on the up and up and right when she finished doing chemo the doctors went in again and realized that the cancer had gotten even more aggressive. Oh no! And gave her a year to live. Yeah. And her name's Chef Fatih, and she is the most. Oh, I'm gonna cry talking about it, but she's like a ball of sunshine. She is so like it's so interesting to you because Padma on the show during the season was so strict with her, <laughs> um, because like they come from similar backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. Fatima was a Pakistani chef um, exactly. based out of New York, um, and she was trying to bring um, elevated. Pakistani food to like the street scene. Mm. Yeah. Sort of yeah. And uh, it got a lot of attention on Top Chef. She did quite well. She got like through half of the contestants. Yeah. But it's crazy because uh, now Padma is like her second mother or like young aunt like you know what i mean so padma was there for her when she went to surgery um padma's like writing so many things about her like you know they've all these chefs have started to go fund me and uh but it's actually really inspiring so i guess to spin this obviously not positive but to see the silver lining is that her attitude is so beautiful Mm. so she wrote a piece for bon appetit magazine um on healthy-ish um just saying how like basically there's a line um like uh oh i slid into like noma's dms and uh not thinking i'd get a response noma's like top restaurant in the world right um and uh she's you know she got a response from renee himself and she's like i guess people like really pay attention to you when you're dying yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's just that is very sad yeah But, um, but she's gonna you know eat around the world wow yeah yeah I mean, if you know you have a certain amount of time, I feel like, and not that it's ever good to know how much time you have left, but if you do know, then you're like, well then, here's my bucket list. Let's fucking do it. Yeah, let's just do it. I actually have an answer to that in how long. What? 
We can talk about that later. What? That is so Hold ominous. Hold on. You started it for Sky. I did. I did. Yeah. You, this is what you're going to get. You start with death, and then I'm just going to go with extinction level events to follow up. Yeah. You know? it was, I'm like, okay, let's start with you, death, and you're like, okay, cool, death tomorrow. <laughs> so she totally traveled to the future. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I mean. She's so modest about she's so it. so modest. Yeah. She's, just, she's good at it, too. Well, I'm always glad to have a fellow Top Chef fan on the podcast. Woo-hoo. We should start a Top Chef fan cast. We should. Yes, a, we should a chef it. cast. Chef yes. Cast. Where we judge all the judge all the next season's contestants uh, and all of Padma's outfits yeah. and how much cleavage she's showing and like, see, well, you get it you're young like you're still beautiful <laughs> and see how far this year's Asians make it because sometimes oh, they're really good the but yeah. sometimes they're really bad like the Viet, uh, the Vietnamese guy this last season more, I was like yeah. oh embarrassing he, was, <laughs> he won the first challenge but he was just a really nice guy <laughs> too nice for the was competition he? yeah 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 too nice yeah. Anyway, okay, Alpha, what's Alpha, yours? What are you into? Well, okay, mine is, uh, but but it got me thinking about Great British Baking Show. I was thinking oh. we really need to have an Asian like kick butt. I guess they have that South Asian girl that wife for her name. She was amazing. Oh, yeah, she not did. Yet, not yet. Not she was amazing. Years ago. But I mean, like last year we had she Yan. Was like, was, there was a Filipino oh, on the show, yeah. and I was like, come on, dude. But he didn't do so. Well. Anyway, that wasn't my pop culture thing. Okay, okay. Is this the you get another show one. That was a bonus. <laughs> you got me on that tangent. Um, so last week, Man in the High Castle's new season came out. Oh. And I've been following that show. It hadn't had a new season in like two years, so I'm sure everyone's forgotten about it. No. But um, but I watched it, and I don't know how much you guys know about the show, but basically it's this ulterior, um, alternative uh, version of America if the Nazis and the Japanese had won World War II. Oh and so half of America is the greater Nazi Reich, and the other is the Japanese states, and where you know Japanese people are like basically top... Top people and white people are treated like dirt. Um, it's, it's just like really, it's very, very interesting to wow. watch. And this season they've introduced this sci-fi aspect, which is a multiverse, um, being able to travel between different universes. Oh. And in different universes, different things are happening. Like the Americans have won the war in another alternate reality and they have these films that show you it anyway this new season is like crazy and super bleak and there are some really major characters that like die in it and you're like spoiler alert i'm sorry i'm just saying (laughs) but you don't know which character because there's a lot of major characters sure but it's just crazy because it's like one of those shows that you just don't know i don't know if anyone else watches it's it's great yeah it's a it's a hulu prime show and i haven't caught up with amazon 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 Amazon, Amazon prime show Mm. um it's dark. The, the main dude is a hottie. Rufus Sewell. Yeah. I freaking love that guy. He's like 49 yeah. or 50 years old. He's, but he's delicious looking. He's in Victoria. Yeah. As oh, yeah he's, uh, he's also, he was also in um, John the Holiday. Oh, as, right. <laughs> as Alexander Hamilton. Um, yeah. Taking Ooh. it way back, he was in um, the, the Night with uh, Heath Ledger. Oh, oh, Night's Tale? Night's Tale. Yes. Uh, Night's Tale. Yeah. Night's yeah. Tale. No, he's he's his he's eyes. Yummy. Yeah, he and his, the <laughs> the timbre of his voice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying, girl? Mm-hmm. But, I mean he played what's crazy, he's such a great actor. He plays like one of the top Nazis that oh basically my gosh. is like ruling. And so you're supposed to absolutely hate him, but he plays but he's it kinda so hot. well. And you kind no, of care about you him. You can't care about the you Nazis. You totally care about this not like seriously, halfway through the season I'm like, why do I care so much about a Nazi? Do you right? want to save um, him? So you Marvin, you've him? got that yeah. sound bite though, right? <laughs> <laughs> very incriminating. Yeah, very incriminating. <laughs> I just I, I love that show 
special because it premiered back in like 20, I want to say 2015. That sounds about like right. before the election, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's yeah. just fiction. It's not yeah. gonna happen." And then it's like, it oh, feels no. too real it's now. Kind of like Handmaid's it. Tale. Yeah. Oh, yes. Exactly. Yeah. When you watch Handmaid's Tale, and you're like, "This is an autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening?" Um, what are you into? I am just okay. I'm I'm someone that actually gets into pop culture a little later than people because mm-hmm. I have it all backed up while I'm work. She's creating pop culture. No, guys. no, no, no. no. <laughs> so I've been on my time off recently. I've been playing, getting back to video games. So Spider Man is the oh, new game that I've been playing. Yes. Or but oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And on top of that, uh, it is. Uh, fi- I caught up with my Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> And I'm a huge Final Fantasy fangirl from the very first one all the way. Mm. And I had a hard time getting into this new one. I kind of fell off in like It was like a, the last I'm a few, yeah. road trip <laughs> boy band. And I'm like, what is happening <laughs> the entire time? And eventually when we fin- I finished it, I was like, the plot is paper wafer thin. It was, oh. I did not enjoy that. So uh, I was a bit a disappointed bummer. on my, my, yeah, I was just building up for way too long. Fun fact in um, the new Spider Man, the, the one of the main villains is an Asian dude. Nah. Mr. Negative. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Asian. Um, Does he have a British accent? Because that would be. No, it's an American <laughs> accent. He's played by an Asian a, guy with a British accent. Played by an Asian That's like dude a thing too. now. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he's played by an Asian dude too, which is nice. But okay. one of your main um, allies is a NYPD police captain called named Yuri um, Watanabe, I think. I think she's played by a white girl. So, uh oh, you win some, you lose some. It's Watanabe. Do yeah. they pronounce I it didn't like see the Watanabe. Twi- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the Twitter thread, so it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Asian Twitter. <laughs> oh, don't piss us off. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk all about inch, 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 inch by inch. <laughs> Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to this episode of the Collabcast. The Collabcast, of course, is brought to you by Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment. Discovering, developing, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of the Asian American community in North America and beyond. You can find more content from Collaboration as well as learn more about our programs by going to our website at www.collaboration.org. The Collabcast is also a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian-American-hosted podcasts featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian-American community. If you enjoy this Collabcast, check out some of our other great programs, such as They Call Us Bruce, an Asian-American culture podcast hosted by Phil Yu and Jeff Yang, Books and Boba, a book club and podcast featuring books by Asian-American authors, and check out the latest season of Saturday School, an Asian-American film history podcast hosted by Ada Sang and Brian Hu. You can find all of these great programs by going to the website www.podcastpotluck.com. Thanks again for listening to the Collabcast. This week's intro and outro music is Mouse Deer by our guest, Inch Chua. Now let's get you back to the show. And welcome back to the Collabcast. I am here with my co-hosts. Alpha and Priska. Hi, Marvin. How's it going? And we're here with our guest, Inch Chua. Hi. Ah, yeah. Singer, songwriter, culture maker. She makes a really badass Vinyl. <laughs> recording artist. All the way from Singapore, Asian America's new favorite city, state, country. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm Pretty so much. sorry, Inch. Thank you, crazy rich Asians. <laughs> <laughs> um, are hawker centers doubling their prices? Uh, 
I, sort of, I guess. Oh, I mean, yeah. it depends on your skin color, right? <laughs> so if you if they see someone with an American accent wearing like I don't know, because there are no prices on the menu sometimes. Yeah. So they uh-huh. can just tell you this. Look at the picture. Point at the picture and they'll tell you how much it is. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they kind of do that everywhere. Like, yeah, I think that's you know, uh, yeah. tourism is, is it is what it is. Well, I mean, yeah. Priska and I can pretend to be Taiwanese and then they'll <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You just you just gotta <laughs> keep it. Uh, exactly, that works, yeah. dude. That okay, works. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll just throw a couple in there. Um, but welcome. Thanks. You, how long? You, when was the last time you came back to the states? I was just here in April this year. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm currently an artist in the Warner Music Singapore, and we were sent out here for on a mission <laughs> to mm. speak to a lot of the other uh, Warner artists as well. So we were promoting Charlie Puth as well as Jason um, Mraz, um, Mraz Galant, and Anne Marie, and some of these really cool artists as well. Uh, Baby Rexa, so it's just quite a whole bunch of people, actually. Yeah, nice. And um, for our audience who may have never heard of you before, yeah, um, it's just kind of the like was like the would you say one of the founders of like independent music in Singapore? That is a very big word. <laughs> it is, and a it's big a very word tall order, and I wouldn't dare claim anything <laughs> like that. I will say this: they, <laughs> when I was there in Singapore, I visited Inch uh, three years ago now, and uh, it, they were playing the largest independent rock band show in Singaporean history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you hear that? And she's like, yeah, well. <laughs> so, I mean, the truth is, like, the industry, I mean, my country is young itself. We're only mm-hmm. 50 plus. And, like, uh, the industry has very little time to develop. So um, what has happened is that there were many people before me that tried their best. And I think I came out, I was lucky enough to come out the age of, like, you know, the internet and stuff like that. So globalization happened at a much quicker rate for me. And the exportation, the exporting our work was mm-hmm. a lot easier. So that, that really has helped, I think, in pushing new boundaries. Hmm. But the people be- like younger than me, the next generation of musicians, are killing it. <laughs> Some of them are having number ones on Spotify now. And, like, they're they're wow. just killing it. Yeah, that's nuts. So I think it's amazing now that Singapore is like the small but really intense city. I, I feel like all- everything you've ever known about Asian values yeah. is <laughs> epitomized. You know, efficiency, like productivity, <laughs> progress, progress, progress. <laughs> like we're we're extremely. I don't know. In 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 Singapore, we have a, in slang we call it. Uh, Gyasu, mm-hmm. which means scared to lose. <laughs> We're just scared to lose. That's what it is. Well, it's interesting because starting out, like, you know, when you first got started, like, how, how was that? Because Singapore is known to be a country that there's a lot happening, but it's also a lot of control, a lot of, like, oh, yeah. you know, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not the type of thing you would typically see, like, art come out of. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, it, would, it I would say a lot of people call it a nanny state. In many ways, it is. Like, we, we're we governed to the T. Mm-hmm. Um, art as well, for a very long time, even in the, I, I think, in the 80s, was clamped down. So, you wouldn't even, if you, it was even ridiculous because there were p- public posters that said if you had long hair and you're a guy, you'd be served last. Because <laughs> wow. the long hair equals you play music equals the you take drugs so we don't oh, care gosh. about you. But, you know, in the 80s, you, you think about sure. it. Yeah, we even turned. Uh, I think it was Rolling Stones came to Singapore and we told them to get out because like, wow. they had lo- and they were like, "You have long hair." It's real intense. Like you can actually Google this, all this stuff. Oh so gosh. we had a whole public shutdown and stuff like that. I guess the priorities of the country because we're also so small. When you yeah. want to affect change and it comes from like a, 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 a legal, like like law, yeah. it would really start changing things quite quickly. So yeah. it, it was only like I would say in the early two thousand. 
2000s or late 90s that we started having a recovery and resurgence of indie mm-hmm. music where if, if you were independent, you were less policed because they, they think you don't really have an impact <laughs> on things, which is probably true at that time. But it eventually slowly snowballed in the last like decade, two, three decades. And we've been going through a bit of a renaissance in the last yeah, five years. Because yeah. it's homegrown talent, mm-hmm. homegrown. You know, It's kind of like what we have here in Asian America where we're trying to like tell our own stories through art. And I think as like cultures develop cities develop there's a certain point in like a lot of cities where they start trying to encourage like their young people to start creating stuff yeah i mean in singapore it's quite lame but we call it the renaissance project where (laughs) you know we actually called it a thing you know what i mean where uh, what it takes the reason why art was important and it was sort of enforced by the governments because in order to be a renaissance person (laughs) or a person that's evolved we need art and culture to be considered a first world country so it's still a bit strange because i as much as i love singapore there is a stare on this to it because I've always talked about this joke where uh, if Singapore wanted a superhero we'd just buy one because <laughs> that's kind of our deal yeah, like we don't really because we we are we came into the existence in such a late time we're playing catch up all the time so we're always thinking about being competitive with the rest of the world and in order to do that we don't really spend enough time to nurture mm-hmm. we just immediately want it instant and I think it, 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 it sucks even more because I think the rest of the world is doing that now everyone lives in instant everything you know yeah. and we kind of want everything to happen today tomorrow mm. and, and because of the internet we suddenly think there is no excuse for that to happen as well right. so and in context of everything like oppress, like the oppression that we feel or whatever it is we think we all can quick fix it and it's all done and sure. dandy and we put YouTube positivity it. YouTube yeah. it put like inspirational cat posters put a bandaid on things <laughs> and we're yeah. all good you buy know? followers yeah so yeah. to me Singapore is like a beautiful amazing country and the the, we spent so much time building one side of a nation that we are somehow, I mean, it, it is always the case, right? It's yeah. like you're in a seesaw and you're going to eventually overdo it. Mm. <laughs> and then what are we compromising right now for the success that we have today? And how mm. do we shift the balance back to something like that mm. that makes us more human than robots? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that was the criticism of Crazy Rich Agents was showing the glossy side of Singapore. Oh, yeah. or, or sure. not like, you know, yeah. mentioning, but... Um, how has it been? I, I just want to ask, how has it been to have like Singapore be thrust into the spotlight? I um, think we've been trying very hard to get into the spotlight. <laughs> we do a lot of things, like everything from the Youth Olympics all the way to holding the Trump and Kim summit oh, in Singapore, right. all the way to Crazy Rich Asians. Um, we do we do try our best, I guess, to kind of put our, elevate ourselves to a level, which I think is justified because I think we do really well as a mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the movie, for example, has really helped in tourism and the general interest. And we've been in like through, throughout history of... Uh, trade and port city mm. so we've been an intersection for a lot of business too as well yeah. just geographically it's been an advantage so I think in many ways we're quite used to the attention mm. and we just you know like just I think it's just a really Asian thing we just want to level up like yeah. you know take it to the next level <laughs> and just take it to the next level yeah. Yeah. A, why not A plus why <laughs> why <laughs> well speaking of taking it to the next level uh, Singapore is also known as a like a financial and business hub of Asia, especially yeah. Southeast Asia. Yeah. And you've been um, dabbling in the tech sector. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, technology has always been, I think, goes hand in hand with, with, with music and yeah. art in many ways. It kind of science, art, all the same thing. Yeah. And Can you tell us about how you're, you're working on stuff to, to take the audio experience to the next level? Oh, so I'm working on a project that, that plays with binaural technology. So if you're so not cool. familiar <laughs> with binaural technology, it's essentially hearing sound in 3D. Um, we usually hear sound 
through stereo, which is just two inputs, outputs. I don't want to get too technical here. <laughs> but um, we forget sometimes that human anatomy plays a huge part into hearing sound. We don't just hear sound through our left and right ears. We hear it through the reverberation of our skull, the density of our brain. These are things that, uh, that's compensated into by neural technology. So the microphone itself looks like a human head. <laughs> and you walk around with a giant mic that looks like a human head. Whoa. I know. It's kind of weird because when you walk around that, people think you're carrying a sex doll or something sure. like that. I'm just imagining like future horror since we're in October horror movies oh, yeah. where like when the killer's behind the person you hear something oh, like, oh, yeah. well they do that in post-production and design <laughs> right now you yeah. know but binaural actually takes it to the more tactile experience where gotcha. you are actually hearing and recording the surroundings as is because oh. that stuff like horror is like amazing like yeah. 5.1 7.1 surround mm-hmm. sound and stuff like that still will forever Sounds be awesome. so this is like the next level of that I experience. think it's interesting because it's a very it's, it's not new it's been around since the 60s mm-hmm. but it's only only been fully developed now because of virtual reality technology. People right. want that synergy between visual and wow. hearing. Um, I'm almost taking it the concept of my work to strip down because mm-hmm. I want to eliminate the visuals and try to keep it as uh, as an audio experience. Okay. Only because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes we need to deconstruct a little bit. It's so mm-hmm. interesting that you need like this new cutting edge technology to be more organic. Yes, you know exactly. <laughs> it's a more organic way right. to kind of go. So it's like I feel like that's natural progression of technology. We kind of yeah. overdo it and then we try to. Mm, let's find a sweet spot and then we go overdo it and we try to find a sweet spot again you know yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. so this would be like taking that and applying to like live performances absolutely so my show next year is with a theater company called theater works we're trying to do it's a musical i hate using that word because people just start thinking like i don't (laughs) know julie andrews musicals are hot right now hamilton's still the biggest thing i like to call it an (laughs) anti-musical because you know (laughs) i just don't want it i just want to break the format a little but there is Mm. music there is theatrics in it and um it will be a binaural show which means the entire 240 audience in the audit in the black box would be fully Having would have headphones. It's oh, wow. amazing. And it has to do with climate change, right? Yeah. So I, earlier this year, I went to Antarctica for an expedition wow. to, with, uh, on a research vessel for, with a group called 2041 that protects the Antarctic Treaty. And they champion a lot about climate change trends and awareness. And it was just a completely educational experience. And eventually, I wanted to make the new work to be about whatever that I learned over there. What did you, what did you um, learn? Um, so going back to the yeah. earlier topic on when it world's going to end, oh. the recent IPCC oh. report that just came dun, out dun, by dun. the UN oh. has right. just said that we are not, that globally we are not hitting the target mm. of keeping our temperature below one to two degrees Celsius. And people go like, oh, one to two degrees Celsius is not a big deal. But actually it makes a huge difference. It, it takes, like New York City would be underwater if it, in, with two degrees difference. It's because yeah. they're thinking Fahrenheit. <laughs> people are. Like, yeah, two degrees. Oh, Americans like and your measurements. Nothing, you know? <laughs> I don't know why. I have to say, I'm yeah. a little relieved that it's you're talking about all of us dying, and not just you. No, it's all <laughs> of us. And it's like 12. It's so the projection is that when, if we don't stop what it, or, or reduce whatever we're doing in the next 12 years, that's 12 years. Yeah. That the number is sure to happen, and there are very, very easily projectable outcomes by then. 
Which that is crazy. That, that's that's 12 like not years. a long time at all. 12 years. Yeah. Is like, well, I'll still be young. Uh-huh. 12 years, 12 years guys. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not trying to be like Chicken Little and the sky is falling down, guys, but it's, it, this I is know. happening. We're looking at statistics here. Okay? All of us creatives, like, oh, what skills can we bring to the post-apocalypse? I know. Well, it's going to be like Titanic. We're going to be the, the string players. We will play all down until the end of the ship falling yeah. down. That's us. Yeah. You preserve. You, you'll be our storytellers preserving till the end of time. culture. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to tell you how to fix it. We're just going to tell you how we feel. We're just going to play you out. About it. Yeah, yeah exactly. going to play you out. Oh, God. <laughs> Give you the, the, heart, <laughs> the heart feels. We'll tell the alien life form that takes over all about what life was like here. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, these guys are all idiots. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's cool, though. Antarctica. I always imagine, because... I've heard stories about people who like work in Antarctica and like the labs and they're like Yeah, in McMurdo. There's like McMurdoch sealed in for like, half the year, right? Because it's just too cold. Yeah, because um well there's only two seasons in Antarctica. It is uh winter and summer. And oh. in the summer it is uh sunlight for pretty much majority the of the time. entire time. Like oh, wow. if you're closer to the North Pole, it's sunlight the entire time. And then during winter is darkness the entire time too. Oh. So it's one of those things where um, in the winter it can go out to minus 80 degrees Celsius. I'm not sure minus? what that is. In that's cold. That's, that's really Celsius. Celsius. Saying you would lose not your faculties Fahrenheit. if you go out. Yeah. That is like you die. You yeah. die. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you just die. You I, have, I do have a friend who I think spent a winter in Antarctica. What? In a, like a science lab under they're like cut or, off right yeah they can't yeah even, you like, have to be yeah. he came right? back like, weird <laughs> like he was just weird yeah yeah i was wow. just like hey and it was like yeah i hope he's not listening to this <laughs> no he's it's not. like the opposite <laughs> of singapore which is just hot all the time pretty yeah. much and humid uh, i mean antarctica like is really a desert it's just mm. that it's a sub-zero desert so right. it's really dry <laughs> oh but gosh. you'd be surprised in the coastal areas it's extremely alive and that's actually right? worrying because most of the time you know antarctica ah. to be dead yeah. but because there's so much it's getting warmer there's a lot more life it's happening in antarctica oh, wow. it is so and, and the weirdest part while we were there was raining a lot and that is actually a really bad sign in Antarctica because oh if it gosh. starts rain, it's raining and snowing Cause that, it's, it's, too, it's warm enough yeah. for it to yeah. actually rain exactly and, and it actually makes the ice melt faster oh, oh right yeah. it's like when you put water in your ice it melts faster really much yeah, right. yeah so it's kind of it's kind of crazy like the world is a little bit out of whack that the climate's just really rapidly changing yeah. scientifically we we can't really fully contribute to like oh it, it is because uh, climate change does happen naturally right but the truth is we cannot deny that our current existence and the way that we live has zero it's impact ruining. to what's happening yeah that's impossible yeah. to it's believe ruining yeah and america is I think a big part of the actually problem. it's a lot of places in the world. I, I mean, mean China's pretty China, a, Russia. It's also a lot yeah. of the world trying to catch up with America. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's so tough yeah. too. Because what do you say when they're like, "Hey, you've had all this time, and now you want to impose these limits on us, yeah. and we're just catching up with you"? And exactly, yeah. you're yeah. like, you want to be like, "But we're all in this together. We have one planet." But then you know, all right? But it, I understand the yeah. anger. But it's I, a, it, I, I can what I can totally say? understand it because like you feel you feel upset that right. someone else was entitled. They ruined the planet. Absolutely. They use coal and yep. fossil fuel. And, and now not just America, like the oh, colonial yeah. powers, Denmark, yeah. and a lot of other countries. Yeah. You know, and then eventually they're at the state where well, we're okay now. Like, yep. but you guys got rich <laughs> from ruining the planet, <laughs> yep. and now we're trying to get rich. Yep. And you're telling us not to do it. Yeah. Well, especially because <laughs> these are the developing the developing countries are the ones that are going to feel the pain the most. Yeah, climate change. Absolutely, it's true. It's the temperate zones that are going to have a little bit more luck true 
Well, hopefully your project next year will help bring <laughs> some awareness to it. We got really sad. It's guys. all yeah. on you, Inch. It's on her shoulders. The entire world. It's a good thing you're a seven foot tall Amazonian woman. Like, <laughs> it's a relief for all of us. Well, Inch. Thanks for speaking with us. No, thanks for having me today. And thanks yeah. for having, like, be making this awkward, ladies. <laughs> Did we totally yeah. make it awkward? Did we? We're just here to brag about our friend. <laughs> well, we, you know what, Inch, because there was so much we talked about. I'm sure people would want to learn more about it. Like, do you have any resources or even your website? Yeah, where do we think, find you? Yeah, people you can guys find are really you. good at hosting. Maybe How can just... we stalk you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find my stuff on thisisinch.com. I am putting up a small resource that would tell you everything from social media links to, to, useful things all the way from how you would you like to direct your career all the way mm. to to what you can do in school that could really make a difference to the rest of the world you and are wow. like a life coach now this and I'm going to try to put that package out that she's going to fix things guys no I don't know um, guys stop amazing <laughs> yeah. I wish also you were born here so you could be our president uh, also check out her music because it's yes. amazing <laughs> it's incredible can you before we go can you please just send us out with a sound of a bird oh <laughs> yes 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 What's yes yes okay again? okay let's uh, set this up let's set this up this so, is a local coel <laughs> from Singapore in its natural <laughs> habitat. <laughs> the male coel <laughs> wow. approaches the female. <laughs> this is the sound of intercourse. <laughs> I feel like she's really. I'll have what she's there's, having. There's literally a bird <laughs> doing it in, on the table right now. <laughs> Yeah, they're colorful, so it's an array of <laughs> just a bouquet of colors. I also want to thank my co-hosts Alpha yeah, and Krista. Right. Where can they? Where can people find your music? Oh well, you guys can just find me on Spotify if you want. Just search Alpha A L F A. My latest uh, album is called Spark and Fury. My latest single is called Fool's Gold. Just search it. Search it, and if you have a short film, please reach out to her. You got to get her music into your stuff. She's yeah. got incredible <laughs> songs. Um, you can find my stuff at Priska Music, P R I S K A M U S I K, and uh, yeah, I'm on Spotify too. She's got a new EP yeah. out for a while. Go check that out. If you're in LA, check out um, Hotel Indigo Wednesdays, Sunset and Sound at 18 Social. 18 Social, uh, which is Priska's. Um, yeah, we've actually got to go do a gig, guys. Yeah. So Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. We love yeah. y'all. And definitely check out the video that all three of these ladies did on oh, YouTube. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's just bird sounds <laughs> for five hours. Yeah, we're wearing uh, like visors and high-waisted pants. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Thank Marvin. You. We love you. Hi, I'm Marvin. And I'm Rira. We're the host of Books and Boba, a book club and podcast dedicated to books by Asian and Asian American authors. Every month we pick a book by an Asian author to read and discuss on the show. We read a wide variety of genres from contemporary to historical fiction, fantasy to memoirs, and crime thrillers to romance. Some of our past book club picks are Pachinko by Minjin Lee, Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho, and Devotion of Suspect X by Keigo Higashino. We also go over what's new in the Asian American literary world and chat with some talented Asian authors about their work. So whether you want to start reading for fun again or diversify your TBR list, we got your Asian literature cravings covered. For more info, check out our website at booksandboba.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.